Carlton. P. Cripps. Three votes. And I declare the winner of the 2022 Brownlow Medal is Patrick Cripps of the Carlton Football Club. Welcome to Little Birdie's Monday Sports Show First Look. I'm your host, Nikki Sylvester. Joining me today is MG to go through the uh, AFL semifinals. And we've also got Top Rope on the line for NRL second week of the finals. Uh, First Look is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped for the very best in men's grooming. MG, what a night we had last night with the Brownlow. Been a long week, Nikki. I'm not going to lie. I thought last weekend was big enough when oh, we uh, yeah. when we brought uh, down a few uh, big shots into town with Top Rope and Scoot coming down. But uh, geez, I think this weekend's eclipsed it. It's been uh, yeah, crazy week. We're running low on gas. Uh, not sure I've had any sleep from the Brownlow into the NFL this morning. So uh, it'll be crash and burn later on today. But yeah, unbelievable week. The Brownlow count last night. We'll get into it in a bit. Was uh, was unbelievable. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, uh, Brownlow didn't go my way, and uh, we've had a few few wrong results in the NFL this morning. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, amazing weekend of sport. Looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, it's only online to the bookies. You know, that's what I say. It's only <laughs> online. We're going to get it back next week. Top rope. Oh my god, that game, that second game on uh, the weekend was absolutely insane. How did you make the uh, round two f- or second round for the finals? Yeah, a couple of blowouts, but a couple of uh, pretty impressive performances there. We um, we saw the. Uh, Eels knock off the, uh, the Raiders and never looked like he beat. They were they were wound up to the uh, to the hilt and they uh, they kind of, you know, put the Raiders to, to, to the absolute slaughter early on. Uh, yeah, the Bunnies they they certainly turned up. Uh, they they kind of got, got the Sharks early and Quinnell playing off the back foot just never looked likely. There were a couple of little sniffs there, but Quinnell probably just lacked a bit of class there to uh, to, to overcome South so the Sharkies who were. Your adopted team going bang bang. I know it was sad. We were there watching it. MJ came to join me, so we're having a few pre-birthday drinks. And I thought, well, we're better to go to Crown, and then we'll go and watch the. You now we'll go and watch Cronulla versus the Rabbitohs, and um, there there was a good vibe in the sports bar because everyone had come from the footy, and there was a lot of people there, and um, there was certainly a few Rabbitohs supporters. And I got to tell you, they just yeah, Cronulla didn't get a look in, and then when they had that, those well, they had two tries where they said no try. Um, and that was that was it. Like, I think if they had given the second one, then perhaps you know they would have gotten some momentum back, and you could have seen them coming back from that. But yeah, the the Rabbitohs were just so classy. Yeah, and, and the Sharks just self-destructed a little bit as well. There, in terms of uh, kind of every time I'd get a little chance, they'd, they'd, they'd drop a ball on the first tackle, or um, you know, they'd turn in a pretty inept set without kind of really challenging. So um, yeah, disappointing effort on the Sharks, and uh, plenty of building for next year wouldn't be. Yeah, you know, kind of. You know, it's not, uh, you know, last chance saloon for them, but uh, yeah, pretty disappointing. I'll tell you what was disappointing. I had a bet. I had a like Latrell anytime try scorer into the overs because you know you boys are on the overs, and I thought, oh, here we go. How do they score thirty eight points and Latrell doesn't score a try is beyond me. I was robbed. Got held up a couple of times, all I think so. <laughs> uh, at least one. So pretty stiff. But to, to be fair, we were, we were pretty lucky with the overs. I think it was six nil with. Uh, uh, with about 28 minutes gone and uh, uh, 12 mil with uh, 39 minutes gone. So um, we were pretty lucky to get there in the end. Never how you start top rope. It's always how you finish, <laughs> you know that. Uh, unfortunately, that has well and truly been the case this weekend. And uh, that, uh, that Sharks for over those game teams a long, long time ago. It does, you're right. All right. Let's quickly go over the Brownlow because uh, Paddy Cripps, geez, he got it done and didn't cut it come down to the wire. The AFL must be absolutely wrapped with how the Brownlow finished. Let's just have a quick look here. So Patrick Cripps, 29, 
Lockie Neal, 28, Took Miller, 27, Brayshaw, 25, Oliver, 25, Petrarca, 24, Callum Mills from Sydney, 21, and Dion Prestia at 19. Wow. What a count. Yes, it was, Nicky. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, as st- previously stated, haven't had a great time to digest it yet because we were straight into the NFL a couple of hours later. But, uh, yes, I would say it's one of the better counts uh, in many <clears throat> years, probably going back to the triple tie, I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, triple dead heat. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. I think uh, at one point the top six or the six chances going into the Brownlow all might have had a share of the lead at some stage. Yeah. So. Um, there was massive fluctuation in the betting. We we're talking about it before coming on air here. Yeah, you know, Neil's Neil basically, I think, got into about dollar twenty, maybe even shorter in the run, and then a couple of rounds later, Cripps was uh, about the same price. So, yeah, um, yeah swing, swings and roundabouts. Top ropes already had a few inquiries into a few rounds. He doesn't <laughs> doesn't quite comprehend in a game where uh, you know, especially like Neil in the last round, for example, yeah. they got done by ten goals. Melbourne absolutely smashed yeah. off the park and somehow gets a vote. Yeah. Uh, Cripps, obviously, the winner. Yeah, he had a <laughs> he had a couple of losing games where uh, he piled uh, two and three out of nowhere. But there's always stories like that in the Brownlow. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one of the imperfections of the count, and I guess that's why a lot of people gravitate towards it. Uh, you know, people see it through different eyes, and it's uh, in perfect science. You can only do your best, but yeah, what a count! Um, and you can't begrudge Cripps. No he, way, um, beautiful human. Like I mean, his yeah. speech was really touching. He just seems like a genuine good bloke, and um, you know, it's good for the game. You need things like that. You need good blokes who have done it tough in a team that necessarily hasn't had a lot of success and then they've come out and it's just that, you know, that his personal um, yeah. take on the game and I thought it was great. Like, what a speech. He clearly loves his family. He comes from a really small town. You are telling me that yeah, story yeah. about him and Kennedy, yeah. Yeah, he, um, you know, and and there was a little stat there. I did see that, uh, you know, I think uh, they're the only team in history who have won the Coleman Medal and the Brownlow and a team in a team to miss the finals as well. Really? Which is, uh, yeah, wow. This is an interesting stat, but yeah, he's, uh, you know, top he, ropes he, laughing. I can hear him doing <laughs> in the background. They <laughs> must be proud, Carlton. Well done. And they've got to hang the hat on the small wins top rope when you haven't played finals and done a lot for uh, two decades. Um, you've got to have a small wins, but yeah, great count. Came down to the last round. Uh, Gil, Gil did a superb job in his uh, final just... Brownlow as well. He built it up to a treat yeah. and, they, uh, yeah, the AFL will be very excited by yeah. it. So congratulations to Pat Cripps and, uh, yes, we uh, we move on. The Brownlow is a great event. I love it. Oh, I mean, it's great for everybody. It's not just for the boys. I mean, the girls too. I mean, I think Grace and I were on the were on the chat for at least an hour beforehand <laughs> going, what about this one? What about that one? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you see this one? I mean, it's great. It's great for everybody. It's great for little kids to watch it. It's great for the adults because, um, you know, and, and look, Obviously, the players have a good time. I think the Richmond Football Club looked like they were having a great night. Yeah, there was a few guys, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Having a great uh, night. Liber, Liber from uh, Bulldogs was having a great night as well, putting in sunnies. You know it's a good event when it's AFL-related and top rope uh, tunes in to watch it. So uh, a, a few a few takeouts from uh, from an outsider, MG. Uh, the AFL is one of the more boring sports in the world. But I'll tell you what, Brownlow night is something else. It is unreal. I was glued to the television. Uh Great event, but let's get rid of the myth that the, that the AFL and Gil McLaughlin doesn't know what's going on beforehand. Because the order we've gained, what an absolute like lie and myth that is. Like, let's just move on from that. Like, fine, you know the results. That's good for you. Um, I find it like we mentioned it. I find it ridiculous how you uh, votes are going to 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 um, players on losing teams, teams getting flogged. But anyway, a uh, couple other notes. James Rain, well and truly lost it. What was that? That was that was that was something else. That was a, a rough start. Um, 
you guys might be able to take anything away from Crips. I certainly can. Turned off before <laughs> the speech. Absolutely filthy. Uh, Gil McLaughlin, he's going to be a massive asset to the to, to the world of polo, I'm sure. It, uh, he was very, very... Uh, he got the dramatic... He's got the, the drama down pat, doesn't he? He's got the, the, the touch of flair with the pronunciation. The, 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 the proclamations is maybe the, the better term for it. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, it's it's a very energetic event. Like, like you, you feel exhausted at the end of it. You've got bets riding everywhere. I'll tell you what the hardest thing to do is to have <laughs> to, to, to have a bet count like I did and have no idea what team anyone plays for. Very hard to find those bets. <laughs> yes. Minute, we, we still haven't added up what the final result was. <laughs> I, think we, I think we've finished in front, but, yeah, as I said, we had to go pretty much straight in the NFL this morning, so... When you have uh, north of 100 bets in the event, it takes a while just to sort through it, but we'll have the accounting sorted <laughs> at some stage in the next 24 to 48 hours. But, uh, yeah, no, good event. Uh, Gil's done a tremendous job, and then uh, the next uh, the next boss of the AFL will have a lot to live up to. Oh, won't he just? What, what, a, what a legacy to leave on. And um, our boy Cam Smith, he's got it done in the live golf. It's insane. I can't believe it. Yeah, Cam, first of, first of many wins, I, I dare say. He... Uh, I didn't see a lot of it this morning. It was uh, like in direct focus on the NFL, but uh, ran away with a pretty comfortable victory. DJ, who was uh, head after the first round and uh, the main challenger yesterday, uh, card of the 74, never really in contention today. So Cam Smith, uh, well done. Already repaying the investment with golf's winner. Yeah, is that right? $6 million. $6 million. Oh, yeah. So I, don't, I think Cam might be one of those players, though, that uh, is coming off the front end. So He'll uh, have to work off the 140 million, I think, before he gets to start more of the cash. But we'll, uh, we'll draw us. That. <laughs> That's not a bad problem to have. Yeah. And did I see that they've got uh, golf cart girls? So they're they're driving around. That's not a bad. I mean, look, look, listen. If you want to get people to the golf, that is not a bad way to go about it. The, the promos that I saw, I was like, geez, if I was a golfer, I'd go right. Like, oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what. Like when you when 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 you're backed by um when when you're facing the controversy about who you're backed by. Uh, all of a sudden, a little bit of uh, uh, Ric Flair, Flair bit, of, bit of Ric Flair with uh, uh, some golf cart girls. Probably, he's probably isn't going to do the reputation any more damage. So, uh, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind the play. They're, uh, they're zagging when everyone else is zigging. And uh, and just give us a re- quick recap of the NFL because you boys, yep, you've been up all morning. You know. Give us a quick recap after the second round. Oh, just crazy! I, I just said to Top Rope, "Can you can you remember a week like this? Is uh, you know unbelievable comebacks yep. and uh, you know some teams are down uh, you know three touchdown ranges and they've come back and won. Uh, <sighs> you know, so we, yeah, we've still the games have just uh, finished the second lot, but yeah, it was Top Rope. Some unbelievable comebacks. Miami started off. Uh, we was on Baltimore minus three and a half, and they were led by three touchdowns. And they've got run down one of the more unbelievable matches with uh, two or throwing six touchdowns. Yeah, that was nuts. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, was, yeah, already already paying dividends. Two touchdowns, hundred and ninety yards. That was unbelievable. You know, in that early state of games, the the Saints Bucks they were tied up three apiece after three quarters, and then uh, Brady led the comeback there. Um, yeah, the Jets Browns. You know, the Browns looked to have that one. Yeah. Oh, they were, they were running away, but I'd say in control. And then that's before we even get to the late slate, MG, when uh, we saw the Rams. the Rams almost blow it, the cards come back, and uh, uh, the Bengals almost come back. 
Yeah, we were discussing before the game. I just think it's it's you know there's not many better sports in the world to to oh. pun on and to watch. There's so much theatre going oh, 100%. on with it. And, uh, yeah, if you don't watch the NFL, I know it's a punish at this stage getting up at three in the morning <laughs> to kick your day off. But uh, it's well worth it. You know they set it up so well, and the, the, this week was unbelievable. Yep. And the way I think the way that the players really get involved, and I think if you if you're new to NFL if you haven't watched it before, it is a really long game. But that's because they obviously take the breaks out for when there's stoppage. So. And the players just get so behind it. So, like, when they want defense, like, you, the players are actually going defense, defense, right? And it's, like, when, same for offense. Like, it's insane. You've ne- It's so – the theatrics behind it, but the players just get so involved. You've got no choice but to just absolutely throw yourself into the game and really get behind it. It is so much fun. And obviously because they've still got great weather in the U.S. at the moment, you know, they've got massive crowds. People are out and about. They're loving it. Um, you know, it's great. The crowds will get to it no matter what. It's so much yeah. fun. It's such a good sport. Yeah, get behind the NFL. Plenty of uh, plenty of uh, bets. Make sure you follow Top Rope on the uh, on the podcast. It's been entertaining the first two weeks. I can and, imagine. Uh, yeah, it's good. Oh, good listening. Okay, so the packages. What are they? Ninety nine dollars. No, nah, twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Cheap. 20, Cheap for the bets. Twenty two, and there's two packages running, so you can get behind uh, Top Rope and Jerry. So mm. it's uh, plenty of entertainment. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with the AFL because we've got our grand final. Okay, welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsport. We're going to go straight over the AFL results because we've now got Geelong and Sydney in the grand final. So Geelong, they beat Brisbane. Actually, they thrashed Brisbane, 120 to 49. And what a thriller on Saturday afternoon. Sydney beat <coughs> Collingwood by one point. That was absolutely insane. MG, what do you make of it? Yeah, like Top Rope mentioned before, it seems a long time ago now <laughs> since uh, these games kicked off, especially on uh, on Friday night. Yeah. yeah, what a uh, yeah, what a disgrace really by Brisbane showing up in that uh, in that capacity when uh, you got a spot in the grand final on the line. I thought they were uh, very poorly coached. Chris yeah. Scott either they were poorly coached or Chris Scott just uh, put the sword to them because uh, Brisbane's game plan going in after what they. Achieved the week before yep. against Melbourne, yep. where you had to go forward with speed and and direction and not lob the ball up, and then all of a sudden they fell back into their old habits and come to Geelong, where you know you've got Stewart who just tore them apart again. Yeah, the, I don't know. The game plan was shot. Uh, you could tell really early. I think the the turning moment early in the first quarter was Hipwood dropped a chess mark on the halfback flank. Instead of them going forward, they turned it over for a goal. Yeah. So that was kind of. Uh, Kind of the death knell for uh, Brisbane. Yeah, Geelong were unbelievable. They're, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. They haven't been underrated. They've won, what, 15 games in a row or something going into the grand final. Uh, but they uh, just seem to have no weakness. They're, uh, they seem to be fresh, running on top of the ground. As I said, well coached. Um, you know, they'll hold no fears going into uh, against Sydney and the MCG and they'll be well rested. Whereas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as we said, Saturday night was unbelievable. Sydney were coasting for most of the game. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those occasions where if they'd kicked straight early, the game should have been over before halftime. And as with Collingwood, all year, they just hang in, hang in, and uh, they just ran on top of the ground. Sydney looked really tired in the last quarter. I'm not sure if it was a combination where maybe the players had got a bit ahead of themselves and started thinking, you know, we've done enough here, we're in the grand final, how good is it going to be, switched off, and then all of a sudden the uh, the crowd started to – get a bit nervous, and then Collingwood found a gear and started to run over him because Sydney don't want to watch the replay of the uh, the last probably quarter, quarter and a half because it's not God good no. watching from them. But, yeah, Collingwood, what a season, you know, to – Oh, the season was insane. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, again, for a long time as a – either if you supported Collingwood or just watching from afar, as a supporter you've had an unbelievable ride. And 
yeah, you could have, um, you know, a decision here, a decision there. As I said, I think Sydney should have put the game to bed early, but in the end, they had a maybe a maybe a fifty fifty decision that went uh, against them with the Papley one. But uh, yeah, they could have just as easily snuck in for the grand final as well. So they got a lot of upside, Colin. They should be uh, they should be pretty proud with their year. They fought it right out, and uh, yeah, so we've got Geelong Sydney for the grand final, Nick. So. I mean, could you imagine? Like, honestly, at one point I was thinking, geez, the AFL would be absolutely dirty if it's two interstate clubs, right? Like, for for for, a, for what was the VFL, like, you know, especially the grand finals in Melbourne, like, you need Melbourne clubs. Um, and then I thought, geez, imagine if it was Collingwood Geelong. Like, I'm sitting there, we're on my way to Crown, two minutes to go, I'm listening to it, I'm like, Jesus, Collingwood's going to win. And I thought, wouldn't that just be the way that they'll fall over, they'll get a goal, like, it'll just be there. And then I thought, geez, that'd be a good grand final. But, um, look, I am happy Sydney's in it. Uh, I agree with you. I think that if they went back and watched the replay, they'd be they'd be surprised that they got that far into losing the game. Um, they're going to have to really step it up against Geelong. Geez, they were classy. But Brisbane didn't bring any of what they brought to Melbourne. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know how to make it. I mean, I think maybe you're right. Like Geelong have just been underrated, but maybe that's because everyone thought Melbourne would bounce back mm-hmm. and they would, you know, they were the premiership favourites all year. Everyone just thought, oh, they're having a little bit of a low streak. Um, you know, you've got all the other teams that, you know, got on a, re- a run like Collingwood. Um, but, you see, they were classy and they're going to have a lot of support. But Sydney, geez, they've got support down here. So be interesting. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, look, I just hope it's a close game. I hope it's a close game. We'll unpack it in a little bit with the odds. All right. Let's have a quick look at the bookie wrap. Okay. Two or two faves, one of two covers, two of two over totals, and two of two for the home teams the season that takes us to 71% of faves 52% of covers 55% over totals and 61% for the home teams and here we go for the stings so we had one of three for the week six units bet that just resulted in a minus 2.24 units but for the season we had 274 and a half units bet that is 31.59 units up and that is a return of 11.5% it's pretty good for the season very happy yeah no no top rope and I have uh, it's turned into a good race between top rope and I I think we're both around really similar uh percentage so hopefully we can uh, we've got a couple of weeks so we'll finish it up but uh yeah no no very happy with uh very happy with the season this week was uh yeah like you know kind of uh thought brisbane would have shown up better i thought i, I thought it was a decent line geelong were pretty well supported in the market but yeah it was uh done and dusted early unfortunately there uh got some money back with the total um i thought you know just a bit low on the total it it, it did go over with quite a bit of time to mm-hmm. spare so that was uh a, a reasonably easy watch and then the Sydney one, I thought I was going to have a, uh, a winning week here. I thought Sydney were around the line and above the line the whole game and they just completely fell in a hole, as we've uh, previously mm-hmm. stated at the end. So, yeah, that uh, didn't cover. So, yeah, slight loss on the week, but uh, season's going uh, okay. And hopefully for the grand final, we can uh, find a few winners. Oh, I'm sure you'll have some winners in there. All right, so let's have a quick look. So we're just going to go over it and then you'll talk about it more on Thursday. So Saturday's grand final, 230 at the MCG, Geelong a dollar fifty six, Sydney two fifty, and the line's about ten and a half at the moment. Yes, it's uh, so the bookies put up straight away. They put up Geelong minus seven and a half. So the early money is for Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry for Geelong here. It's moved now to ten and a half, which I still think it's. Uh, I, I think ten to twelve is about the right mark now. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be pretty solid betting. Uh, there's two ways I'm looking at it. Early is 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 Geelong just peaked the best side, and it could be tendency to be a blowout or there's you know, a theory that I don't mind, which we'll digest on Thursday's show, is that having a hard prelim, um, teams have got a very good record when they have a close or tough prelim. The mm-hmm. next week, it hardens them for the grand final. So, 
you know, even though that Sydney don't want to remember too much of the last quarter, quarter and a half, you know, it could really steal them for, for a big game and stuff. So, you know, I think this will be a cracking betting game. And I'm hoping for the AFL that they can get something like they did at the Brownlow last yeah. night and get a cracking result because, you know, it'll be a sellout. Don't worry oh, about 100%. it. Sydney, Sydney have got plenty of supporters with yeah. the South Melbourne down here. So be a full house. The weather looks like being okay. Yes. Um, early total looks like it's going to be about 162, 163. I think it's I think it's a good spot for the over, but we'll study that in the next couple of days and uh, we'll work it out for Thursday's show. Well, thanks, MG. Okay, he's going to have a couple of days to study it all and he's going to have great, great, great packages out there. So you can get that from $22 in the Little Birdie Live TV shop. That is $22. AFL stings. You're not going to want to miss it. He had over 100 bets in the uh, Brownlow, so there's going to be plenty for you on for $22 a week. Okay, let's go straight to the NRL. Parramatta, they decimated Canberra 40 to 4 and South in a thriller. What should have been a thriller was 38 to 12 over Cronulla. Yeah, look, real statement games by both the Eels and the, the Rabbitohs there. The Eels haven't advanced past week till the finals since 2009. So there was a, uh, a fair uh, fair albatross around the net for uh, Brad Arthur, but uh, Eels were clinical. They played with plenty of energy. They kind of yeah, made their uh, intent known early. And the Raiders just wouldn't know match with them. Could not run them. Some silly, silly errors. Jordan Ruffner, what are you doing in first weight? I will never understand. Ever since he's gone to rugby union, he's come back very ordinary player. Uh, Xavier Savage with Hockey Collar back. But, you know, the lack of depth of care got found out, particularly the outside backs. So they're, they're going dusted. And Ricky Stewart was pretty gracious in the fact. And, yeah, even though there were some questionable kind of refereeing decisions and whatnot, it had very little impact on the game. Uh, the Eels are a far better side. So um, they uh, head up to, to North Queensland this week. Uh, and uh, the Bunnies, they just they are building a lot of momentum. Aren't they? they put 30 on the Chooks and then they put 30 out on the Sharks. So uh, the big worry with them heading into to this week is kind of the defence. They're usually the teams that, that, that make grand finals are a top three defensive size. I think the Rabbitohs are uh, seventh or eighth. Uh, you know, the Panthers are clearly been the best team. We've got a, just a replay of, uh, um, of, of last year's grand final. So uh, there's, there's plenty going on here. You know, we'll talk about that game in a second. But, um, yeah, Stouts for mine, I thought 30 out on the weekend, probably could have scored more. You know, they were, that, they were in that kind of mood and, and probably a little over-anxious early on. So, can impress them, but uh, very impressive performance by, by, by the Rabbitohs and enough to tell me that they can probably compete with Penrith. Yeah, wow. Okay. And what about the chicken wing? How long is he going to get rubbed out or do you think they'll let him play just to find what? No, uh, they don't let him play, so he's, he's off already. So um, You're kidding. Yeah, he's, he's That was one play. of the worst chicken wings I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I won't, I won't disagree to that. It was uh, – I, I thought he was um, – But it's different if you do it in the grand final. You can't do it in a prelim. Come on. I thought he was going to rip his arm off. It was, uh, it, it was literally one of the worst things you've seen in a while, like in terms of a chicken. It was blatant. Like you couldn't even say that it was anything else than that. It was just like, here, I'm going to take in your arm off. He worked that arm over really good. So, um, but given the, the state of the NRL um, match review panel at the moment, it's zero surprise he's been off. He was going to get that awful cop 15 weeks. So, um, you just, that's, that's that consistently. You never know what, what you're going to get. But, uh, no. Uh, South will have at least one of their props available. Of course, Tom Burgess is still out for the premium. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's have a quick look at the bookie wrap. I can't believe he got off. All right. Two of two faves, two of two covers, two of two over totals, and one of two for the home teams. And for the season, 70% of faves, 52% of covers, 53% over totals, and 58% for the home teams. 
All right, let's go straight to the GGOA. Okay, so we had two or three for the week. That was seven units bet that resulted in plus 3.15 units. And for the season, 355.5 units bet. That is a result of plus 41.06 units. And you're right, your turnover is plus 11.55%. That's insane. Yeah, it was, it was spot on. It is. Uh, yeah, it's right. a, a very tight race here, but here's uh, the main take out of all this. It's been good for the good for subscribers and good for, good for the punters out there to uh, subscribe to a couple of season long packages that are 11.5% to the good. You know, you're, you're doing pretty well for yourself there. So uh, hopefully a, a fair bit of profit's been turned there. But uh, look, we, we got the overs in both games. It was a, a massive sweat in both games. The uh, Raiders. Uh, Eagles game looked like it was going to sail over until it uh, scoring completely shut down for about the first 25 minutes of the second half. So uh, got there at the end, and that, even those on the, the late line of 42 and a half, 43 and a half, got gifted a try right on full time there. So uh, something there for the punters. And, and I'm still a bit stunned this this Sharks Rabbitohs game went over. It was uh, it was six nil after 28 minutes, and it was uh, 12 nil after 38 minutes. So, was expecting that a try just before half time, a try just after half time, uh, two tries just after half time, and all of a sudden it was game back on, so uh, and got there pretty easily in the end. So, uh, yeah, it was there, but also on the Raiders, and the Raiders that plus bet was never likely. So, uh, yeah, the, the dream for the Raiders has ended, the, the run has ended there, but so. Uh, Good week for for subscribers. Great week for subscribers. All right, let's have a look, Sue. Let's go to the finals. First one, Friday night, 7.50 p.m., North Queensland are taking on Parramatta. North Queensland, $1.70, Para, $2.18, and the line's about 2.5 at the moment, and the over-under's 42.5. Yeah, absolutely stunned at this this price, to be honest. It's uh, uh, my my gut feel when this line come out, we'll be looking at a minus 5.5, minus 6 line for the Cowboys. Uh, a few things. Yeah, the Cowboys' home field advantage is very, very real. Like, make no mistake, they are. This is not travelling across Sydney for a game. This is not you know, going around to Newcastle. But this is a, a new stadium. The, 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 the fan base will be ninety-eight percent Cowboys. A pretty rabid fan base. Uh, conditions are starting to get a little warmer up there, a little bit more humid up there. So, um, these teams went in Darwin last year. And the Cowboys absolutely flogged them. So, um, yeah, I think I think we're in for. Um, oh, this might be a little more one side than being being suggested. Just just early look at this one. Oh, you know, the Eels were so wound up for last week. I don't think you can do that two weeks in a row. The Cowboys have been pretty well coached this year. I think they'll be kind of ready for a few of those little trick plays that the uh, the Eels like to run, particularly with their their forwards. Yeah, kind of passing the ball, middle and lean Moses and Brown around the edges. So, uh, yeah, first look here, Cowboys. Okay, well, we're going to go head to head with that one, just saying. So you know. Spoil- <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And then Saturday, seven fifty p.m. Penrith are taking on the Rabbitohs. Penrith a dollar thirty-six. The Rabbitohs three twenty. The lines eight and a half, and the over under forty-two and a half. Yeah, Penrith are clearly the, the best team in the comp, yeah, and, and, and that they are kind of a fair way ahead of everyone else, but. Look, this game has been played at Ames at what they call it now, uh, a core stadium, so home bush. So um, this is essentially a South home game. These teams have typically played pretty close games together, particularly the bigger games. Right. Haven't been too many games with a margin bigger than eight. South is scoring at will at the moment. Yeah, look, I kind of probably win the game. I think this number might be a little big, so I'll I'll, I'll be coming into South. I think. Uh, 
Okay, all right. That's some early tips there. Okay, now let's have a quick look at the premiership market. Geez, they're short. $1.77 Penrith, $5 the Rabbitohs, $5.50 the Cowboys and $6 the Eels. Yeah, uh, there's only one bet there for mine, and that's the, uh, that's the Cowboys. Uh, $5.50 you'll get. Um, I think they're huge over the odds this week, and I think you're going to get uh, a bit of value. Now, that would be a chance to beat Penrith next week. Uh, I don't know that Paramount could beat Penrith, all things being equal. Uh in a grand final, but uh, no, not, not coming into that yet, but I know Power had a good record against them this year, but uh, Penrith and our Power had a pretty well. I think the Cowboys have a bit of a surprise factor in them, so uh, I'll, I'll be taking the 550 Cowboys and hoping to uh, get a, a good price for the grand final next week. All right, thanks, Top Rope. Okay, now he is having a great season. You need the GGO away, and you can get that from $22 in the Little Betty Live TV shop. We've got still got two weeks of NRL, so GGO away, $22 a week. MG. Charity time. Yes, your favourite. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no, charity's done. Um, yeah, no, disappointing week. Well, excuse for me. The, for the boys. Excuse no, me. No, let me I... finish. Let me finish. For the boys, it was disappointing. We uh, we took the uh, the pluses. We were both blown out of the water early. Didn't get a good run for our money at all, top <laughs> rope for myself. But uh, yeah, Nikki in the middle there. Look at her sows, minus one and a half. Got the job done. So, um even though this competition is done and dusted, and hopefully next week I'll have the founder of uh, the charity that I represented, Love Me, Love You, to come in and collect the cash mm-hmm. um, when we finalise it. Yes. Uh, this will be the last week for it, so we'll see if I can uh, get another $100 into the kick for him and hopefully he can come on the show and just uh, yeah explain the charity and what he does for uh, mental health and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But a little bit of spiciness coming in now that uh, <laughs> you two were equal going last week and now Nikki's hit the front top rope. All of a sudden she's... Uh, just up and about, you know, it's not about winning the competition, <laughs> it's about beating her old mate top rope. So, you know, she's gone one in front of you and don't want to be a spoiler alert, but you guys are going to go head-to-head this week. So Nikki's looking for the knockout blow. So interesting. So I'll throw straight to Nikki and she can lead out with uh, her rugby league tip for the week. What, what are we going, Nikki, to yeah, consolidate I'm second, pl- yeah, second place? Parramatta at the plus. Parramatta line at Plus two and a half. And top rope, what are you going for in the NRL? I'm going to go for Cowboys minus, but I, I'll just say that I'm very, very happy, Nikki, that you've tried as the NRL and AFL in our final week. So. You know where my heart lies. She's had more success, I think, in the, in the NRL, so she should have maybe stuck to it all year. But very interesting last match to see who gets second spot. So it's uh, it's getting a little feisty late in the season. All of a sudden, Nikki gets in front of top rope and it's all about this competition. So uh, it'll be good to see. So, yes, going head-to-head this week. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what shakes out for next next Monday. Oh, I can't wait. And w- what are you betting? Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> I better put mine in. Uh, I'm going to go for Geelong Swans. I know they haven't posted this. Some bookies have posted the total, not yet for top sports. They've had a big couple of days. But uh, the total looks like being around the over 162.5. So, I am hoping that the weather will be good and they'll both put on a good show and there'll be plenty of points in the grand final. Oh, God, I can't wait for Thursday's show. Okay, that is a wrap for this edition of First Look. Follow us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, download our podcast everywhere you get your good podcasts from. Remember, all the footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. Remember to join the boy uh, OB with the boys on Thursday for Friday Lines because they'll uh, pack out the games and you're not going to want to miss that. All right, we'll be here next Monday to go through the AFL grand final. Have a great week. See ya.